This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 77. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. For a time, there were two main real estate websites in the U.S., Then in 2014, Zillow and Trulia joined forces in a stock deal worth $3.5 billion. So if there was ever any doubt the brash startups wanted more of the $12 billion a year real estate marketing budget in the US, those doubts were removed to reveal two aggressive players that some insiders believe are trying to make real estate agents irrelevant. In a crazy race to disrupt the market and draw attention to themselves, Zillow and Trulia look for ways to offer buyers more information. Zillow, for instance, has its own home value algorithm called Zestimates, while Trulia offers extensive rankings on crime, public transit and schools. But increasingly, the real estate industry and consumers are asking how relevant or even how accurate the information they publish actually is. So I'm thinking, great subject for a podcast interview, who was the authority in this space with an opinion that matters? So after less than a minute consulting the riches of another brash startup disruptor, that would be Google, I have my guy. The first thing I notice about Salt Lake City agent Dustin Brome is that he's a very good marketer. His website is super clean and informative. His blogs are well written and target what's going on in his community, not just real estate. He understands the power of engaging his market and building a brand by giving people what they want. And yes, I know I've showcased agents before on the show who are doing the same thing and business is booming for them. So my question is, why aren't more agents doing it? The second thing I notice is that a recent article by Dustin titled Why Zillow and Trulia Suck So Bad has been shared almost 700 times. Bingo. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes to Dustin's website and Facebook group. Support for this podcast comes from Locked On, the real estate software agents love because it's easy to use. And from Outsource Workers, there are so many things a virtual assistant can be doing to let you focus more on dollar productive actions. Download the VA tasks list in the show notes and get started today because time is money. Okay, let's do it. Well, Dustin Brome, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome, Ray. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited for this one. How's things in, uh, have, I think you're in Salt Lake City? Yeah, Salt Lake City. You know, things are good. It, spring is starting. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's been in the 60s, which for this time of year, uh, you know, I imagine we'll probably get snow one more time um, before before winter gives its final breath. But okay. um, Have you heard about right the now? big storm going on in, on the East Coast? Uh, t- okay, yeah. so today's March 14, yep. 2017, if you're listening to this at some point in the future, which I imagine you will be, and uh, there is the mother of all storms that has just hit Toronto and is and is moving east. There's like uh, 18 inches of snow outside, so everything's ground to a halt. Um, Jeez. I actually storm. I did a road trip recently with my son Charlie, and we went through Salt Lake City, heading west. And um, oh. 
We drove across the Salt Lake. I mean, okay, there's a Salt Lake there. I, I didn't realise, but it was. Uh, we had a terrific night uh, in town. Um, but it was the scene of some of my Australian, New Zealand uh, friends uh, and contacts might be interested to know. It's the home of the of the Bonneville um, Flats or the the racing area. Is that still? Does that still happen where they set the speed records and stuff? I believe it does. Yeah. It, to be totally honest, I'm not really. I don't really pay attention to it. Okay. But. I believe they still have the what, what do they call it Speed Week or something like that okay. out at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Okay. Um, yeah, and a ton of photographers go out there, as you could imagine. I mean, the the scenery is just amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yep. They what, film commercials, all sorts of stuff. What is amazing for the first time I found was heading east um, and coming, you know, over the flats towards Salt Lake City and and seeing the city rise up. That was. Uh, that was something I, I hadn't experienced before. So very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Now, Dustin, I've, I've tracked you down. I, I loved an article that you wrote called Why Do Zillow and Trulia Suck So Bad? So, so <laughs> um, I'm looking at it at the moment. It's had you're climbing towards 1,000 shares on, on social media. So a lot of people are seeing this. Um, I've personally got some issues with the way that the whole Zestimate thing works uh and and uh and you know and in a few other areas but you seem to know so much more about this so i was just keen to pick your brain find out what's going on and and just get a summary i'm i guess um my main concern was probably not so much from an agent's point of view but from a potential seller's point of view because uh and i'm interested on your on your feedback on this but um when you see a property, it, it shows the whole history. It shows if they've tried to sell it, if the sale's fallen over, what it's sold for. I don't have any issue with finding out sales history, but you know, it shows that it might have been on the market for months and months. Um, and it shows this whole Zestimate thing. So if, if I'm asking, I don't know, six seventy five for a property and the and the Zillow algorithm, which they call a Zestimate, tells me it's worth six twenty five. Um, I just think that's doing the owner a, a huge disservice. What do you think? You said it perfectly. It, a huge disservice. And I, I'm just going to say this right up front about the Zestimates. How in the hell can they accurately value a home when they cannot see inside it? I have it? no idea. I have no idea. And that's what fascinates me. I, 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 right. Uh, your article gave a, a real example of a, of a seller that wanted to list at a price that was higher than your estimate because that's what Zillow said. And I think you, mm-hmm. you answered them saying, well, when did Zillow see inside your home? Right, exactly. And that, that question right there is, is usually what, what gets homeowners to understand that, oh my gosh, this, this estimate might not actually be accurate. Um, because it, it, so there's a human, there's a psychology aspect to it. The first number you hear is going to be burned into your brain, whether it's accurate or not. Yeah, and that's where the disservice comes. Is Zillow is just an algorithm's trying to value your home, and the thing is, in so Utah is what's called a non-disclosure state, right. and I believe about half of the states in the country are non-disclosure, which means you don't have to disclose the sale price of your home. If it's on the MLS, that's that's one thing, but you know, homes sell off the MLS, and and if Zillow's not getting a direct feed from the MLS with sold data, they're going off of uh, public record, 
and public record doesn't show the sale price. It's only showing if there's a loan in place, how much was that loan for? Yeah. So, yeah. so if somebody put $80,000 down, you know, the, Zillow doesn't know what the actual sale price was. And, and that just skews the whole thing. Yeah. And you compound that over time and it just gets ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I love about real estate as a seller and as an agent is that there's no specific recommended retail price. Um, that home might be worth 620 or it might be worth 660 if I can market it better, if I can present it better, if I'm better at advertising, if I'm, if I'm a better negotiator. Um, I always like to give my sellers a, a moment in the sun and that might be a big window uh, of price, but I always defend my seller's chance to, to try for the max. Now, if I'm, yes. if I'm working for my seller, as an agent, my job is to is to maximize the result because if I can't do that or if I can't prove that I can do that, why would they choose me? I'm just the same as every other agent. But you've got this this huge machine in the form of, of Zillow working against you, undermining your efforts to help your seller in this market where there is no recommended retail. What they're trying to do is regulate prices. And I have a huge issue with that. Absolutely. Uh, you said it uh, again. I love the way you you worded that. Zillow's working behind your back to undermine you and your expertise on the so. local market. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And and you're right. Marketing can mean the difference between six hundred thousand and six forty five. Yep. yep. Market value is w- literally whatever someone is willing to pay. Uh, of course, if there if there's a mortgage involved, the appraiser really. You know, they have a say in, in what it's worth, of course. But but when you boil it down to its most raw form, market value is whatever someone's willing to pay. Yeah. And and then when Zillow comes in and says, here's what it's worth, when they haven't even seen inside, they have no idea the condition of the home, and they're not basing it off accurate sales prices anyways. Um, I just – I see such a huge swing in – Zestimates, both on the low side and the high side of what homes are actually worth. Yeah, yeah. What, Dustin? What? What's their motivation? Do you think? Why? Why? And and I'm sure you and I aren't the only two two people who are who have huge issues with this. I, I know quite a few people do. What's their motivation for? For I guess they're trying to disrupt the market, but um, they're feeding it with this with this incorrect data, massively incorrect data. Um, why would they be doing that? So they're trying to make Zillow the one-stop shop for, for real estate. Mm-hmm. And I really think, I believe that at some point Zillow will either become a real estate brokerage itself or buy one. Okay. And then they'll probably try to buy a mortgage company too. Okay. And and tr- I, if I were them, I would want to create this ecosystem where a home seller or a home buyer could come in from the very beginning and start reading the blog and learning they could find an agent that you get set up with that you know an agent who's paid through the premier agent program to to be in front of buyers they start working with that agent so zillow makes money from that um then they need a mortgage all of a sudden and zillow can provide hey work with our mortgage company and then uh, you know I think that's the end game for them. I don't know if they're currently working on that. I imagine that they probably are. But the easy answer is right here and now, Zillow just wants the website traffic. They want the eyeballs. They want 
people to their site and not going to others. Okay. Simple as that. Okay. Because that's where the money comes. And they also, um, making money from agents in supplying leads is also a revenue source for, for Zillow. Um, it's huge. Uh, and I get a lot of blowback from that. I get a lot of I get a lot of um, uh, criticism of that the way that the way that they do that the the everything from what they charge to the to the um, I'm trying to think of the right word to the accuracy or the quality of the leads I guess do you have any experience in that area? Yeah, I do. But I was so I did some truly uh, uh, some truly advertising about three or four years ago before Zillow bought Trulia and. To be totally honest, I'm not active on Zillow and Trulia, and so I don't have a very impressive profile. I ignore those platforms for, you know, I'm focused on my own website and and other stuff. And so I don't really, I haven't focused on getting a ton of reviews. I don't, I don't really make sure that all my past sales are, are on there. I probably should, but I just haven't. And so I have one of the mediocre profiles. I'm not one of these guys that has 300 five-star reviews and it shows they have 600 recently sold homes. Those are the people that do well with, with Zillow ads. Um, and so when I was doing it, because my profile was lackluster, I w- I'd say maybe one out of 100 leads that came in was a legitimate lead. Okay. The vast majority would come in, hey, I want info about this house, and then you'd respond, and of course they tell you you want to respond as quickly as possible. So I respond within a minute, and nothing. That was at least 60% of the leads. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I had I only had one closing that happened for it, and it was a wash on what I had spent versus what I made on that closing. It was a wash, yeah. and to me it was not worth it. I know people personally who have very impressive profiles. They've, they've built a ton of reviews, a ton of recent sales. And so they are the authority in their area on Zillow. And they have success with Zillow ads um, and buying Zillow leads. I get it. That makes sense. Yep. But for the vast majority of us, it just doesn't. Yeah. Well, you've taken another tack um, because your your blogs are very widely read and very well read How and very well written, if, if I might say. Um, Thank you. How, how, tell me how that's working for you. Are you getting referral leads from other agents um, in, uh, in Utah or in Salt Lake City from, from your work? I am, yeah. It, I started down the road of, of content marketing and, and building a blog and, and a website a, about a year and a half ago, maybe right. a little less than that. And I knew theoretically how powerful having a great authoritative local website could be. But it wasn't until about three months into it when I started getting calls and people said, hey, I just Googled Salt Lake City Realtor and I found you. I want to work with you because I, one of them in particular, my first client I got from my website, they read my Zillow Sucks article, which has a video in it of me just kind of pontificating on the topic. Right. And they got to know me before they even talked to me through the video. They reached out to me and said, hey, we we like your personality. We want to work with you. We want you to help us buy a home. Brilliant. And Brilliant. and that was some pretty quick validation of how powerful the website can be. And then fast forward now, it's it's unbelievable how well it's been working, and it gets better every single month. I'm and I enjoy doing it. It's um, you know, I enjoy creating content. I enjoy building a local brand, building a blog. You know, my search Salt Lake blog. And and yes, I have through our um, 
I'm a co-creator of a Facebook group for real estate agents called Snap Pack Live. Mm-hmm. And it started with some of us who met on Snapchat, but it's since grown to, you know, over a thousand members and, and that has helped me network and, and get referral business and give referral business to others as well. Um, but yes, it definitely comes from my website too. Uh, if recently I had an agent in Los Angeles who Googled, you know, realtors in Salt Lake, they found me and reached out and, and I'm, I'll be closing with their client here in about a week. So, yeah, it's just, it's just well, been because incredible. because of your blog and your site. Because of my site and my blog, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, trying to encourage real estate agents to to set up their blog, and, and yours is a pretty good example. And, and I'm going to include, with your permission, a, uh, a link to, to your site in the show notes. And the site is simply searchsaltlake.com. And one of the things I'm noticing that Dustin is doing is is something else I'm a big fan of is you're profiling your communities, uh, Cottonwood Heights, Holiday, Olympus Cove, Murray, Salt Lake City, Sandy, Draper, etc. Tell us how that's working for you and, and is that coming up in search as well, Dustin? Yeah, they are. Um, I have, to be totally honest, I haven't built much content for a few of those communities but the ones that I have, they are ranking on the first page of Google already for, for a lot of the related keywords. Um, and I've been – it's crazy that already – the Salt Lake City-related keywords are like the big ones, right? The whole area. Yep. Like if, if you lived in L.A. and or if you lived in Santa Monica and started ranking for Los Angeles real estate agent, that's a big deal. That's what's been happening with me here in Salt Lake recently, which is cool. But I found that rather than blogging about, you know, 10 ways to increase the value of your home and stuff like that, um, even though I do those articles and I did mostly to begin with when I started, I found that the local, um, the articles about the area that have nothing to do with real estate, but about the local community itself they do so well they are shared like crazy on social because people actually want to read that stuff like uh, i just published the 10 best local coffee shops in salt lake there you go that's yeah it's been received so well and people share it but they're not going to share a real estate related article that bores them to tears just by reading the headline well somebody who's hardcore into it might but but that's really going to restrict your market what you're doing exactly. is broad, broadening your market to to everybody who's interested, and you you're having more a community and a lifestyle approach, I guess. Yes, and and what that's been doing in in turn is when someone goes to that article and their only intention is just to see if their favorite coffee shops on the list. Yep. When they're on their site, they see all my calls to action, they see my real estate information, they see my Search Salt Lake logo, and all of that. And some of them venture off into other parts of the website with their curiosity. Some of them are in the market right now to buy or sell. And so they just find themselves on my site and and they like that. But it seems like everyone I've talked to who's read the articles, who lives here locally says, you know what, we see you as the local expert because no one else is providing information like this. They're only focused on the house or the condo that needs to be sold. But you are the expert on the area, and so that's why we want to work with you. Yeah, yeah, valid point. Um, one of the things I love about your site is that 
it's a good site, which I know might sound weird, but <laughs> there you. are so many there are so many crappy real estate websites out there and people just I think they look at it and groan and, and aren't sure aren't sure what to do. So if yeah. you guys are looking for uh, some inspiration and um, a great example of a quality site, and we do profile a lot of real estate sites here on the show, but check out search searchsaltlake.com and uh, check out Dustin's site. And look at the way that he's working it with uh, social media as well. So is this something that you've stepped up more recently or have you done it from day one? Um, I, I've been doing it from day one, but over time I've learned what's most effective. Yep. And so I've just tweaked if you will, how I do it and, and the topics that I write about, how I share it, where I share it. Uh, that's what I've tweaked. But ultimately, I've been doing it from from day one since I started the site. Um, but, you know, you just learn, you evolve and get better. And so I'm able to then focus on, um, you know, the most effective ways to get to get the articles shared, to get them read, running Facebook ads, you know, who to target to get a particular page or article read so it's just a big learning experience but i mean you got to start learn. of course well the beautiful thing about social media i guess is that that you can test it and you can do it on the cheap before you spend a lot of money i'm keen to find out about facebook ads but i just want to say one thing as well so one of the things that i really like that that you're doing is is and and this is a shout out to all my listeners and firstly to say thank you for listening and and welcome to this episode but one of the things i love about the power of writing a blog is that you can make a post on Facebook or, or Twitter or, or, or LinkedIn or wherever you want in Pinterest in, in social media. Then you simply link it back to the blog on your website and people, people will, you then bring them into your environment. You can have an opt-in there, which uh, I think you have some kind of opt-in or you give people the opportunity to leave, to leave a contact there as well, Dustin. Are you finding that that's working? Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it depends on, what I, what ad I'm running or what piece of content it is, but th- these local community articles, like the best coffee shops or you know the best parks and playgrounds in the city and stuff like that, yep. um, I don't have any. I don't make people opt in to read it. Okay. But when they're on that, when they're on my site reading the article, over on the right side, there's different calls to action. You know, there's there's a, a big contact me button there's you know at the end of every article i have a a bio uh, about me and that's all real estate hey i'm i'm a real estate agent and i work in this community and that community and and so people who are there reading that article will will definitely have plenty of opportunities to reach out to me if they if they choose to if not at least now i as a real estate agent and and as a real estate brand now I'm on their radar. Yeah. So if they see me again, they'll remember, hey, didn't that dude write that coffee article? And then they'll see the logo again over here. And then on Instagram, they'll see this. And and it just compounds over time. So you're getting both buyer and seller leads directly from your site. Tell me what you're doing with, with Facebook advertising. Can you give me some kind of rough idea as to, as to what your monthly spend is and, and what sort of return you can expect on that in in terms of inquiries sure and i'll just be up front i am not a facebook facebook ads expert by uh-huh. any stretch but i've i've been jumping in and learning by doing um i think i've been successful with it but i'm sure that there's things i can do 
to tweak and lower the cost of each lead and everything. Um, because of where we're at right now, where the spring market is about to explode, and and that means buyers. Yep. I've been running buyer-related ads recently. Okay. Um, there's such a low inventory of homes on the market, and it's it's out of control. So I'm I'm playing the percentages. I'm going after buyers right now, and you just have to kind of niche it down and think about you know, what type of homes out there would certain groups of buyers want? Okay. For example, are people looking for a single level home that does not have an upstairs with no stairs at all? Um, yes, there's people who will only look at single level homes. There's people who think they can get a deal on a, on a house, even in this ridiculous seller's market. And so running a foreclosure, an ad for foreclosures or, you know, get exclusive access to all foreclosures in Salt Lake County, that's been performing well too. Uh, when they when they click on the ad, it goes to one of my landing pages where they have to then opt in. Once they do, it will give them access to the list. And, and that list is just on my website. Yep. So it gives them that landing page on my site. So now they're on my site again, they can explore and look at whatever they want. But now I've have their information. Um, I'm honestly not too good with the numbers and I'm not that on top of all the analytics, but it, it seems like for every, every 40 leads I get, I could expect a client okay. from that. Okay. And what do you got to spend a month to get that? Um, it, it depends. I mean, you could spend 50 bucks yep. to get 40 leads. You could spend, you know, 500. It just depends on the ad. But I'd say, I'd say, you know, $2 a lead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Is, is you know, two Yeah. Sometimes more, sometimes less. Let me ask you this. Let's just change gears here for a sec. You're you're attracting these buyers and sellers and and they're what I guess we call here a pipeline pipeline clients. Something's going to happen in the future. Do you use a CRM to keep in touch with a real estate CRM to keep in touch with them and how often do you reach out and connect? I absolutely use a CRM. Okay. It makes my life so much easier. Okay. What are you using? I use Lion Desk. Okay. Okay. There's another one I, I haven't heard of. Is that is that uh, a new one? I believe it's fairly new, like a, a year or so. Okay. Um, but it's yeah, it's one of the newer newer ones. It's like twenty five bucks a month. Um, but what I love there's it's not as great as some of the others as far as like transaction management. But what I love about it is I can fully automate my response to leads with emails, video emails, text messages, and video text messages. Gotcha. Yep. And and LionDesk lets me do that. So if I have a buyer click on my ad, they want the foreclosure list, they put in their information, it automatically goes from my website into LionDesk, and they're automatically assigned to my buyer one of my buyer drip campaigns. Follow-up trials. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So yep. it'll instantly send them a text message with a video uh, where I'm just, in like 20 seconds, I'm like, hey, my name's Dustin. You know, I'm a real estate agent here. Hope you found what you're looking for. You know, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Just real quick. And then completely I also send them automated. In, completely automated. Yeah. I, I send them an email immediately as well. You want to make sure you do both because some people won't give you an accurate phone number. Right, or they won't give you an accurate email, but sometimes you'll get one out of the two. Um, and then 
I I want to drip on people over like a six to nine month period. Okay. Okay. Because it takes a long time for some of these people before they really, um, before they really warm up to you or before they're really ready to to move. Of course. So yeah, I, over the first month, I reach out to people every few days with a combination of text and and email. Yep. And after you get past a month, you know, like every two weeks, I'll send something, and then after the second month, I'll go like every every three to four weeks with just a hey. Did you find what you're looking for? It's hey, did you ever buy a home? Yeah. That kind of stuff. But I just have it all automated so it drips on them over however long of a period I want. And they're free to opt out if they want, but at the same time you can mm-hmm. you can grow your brand. How do you um I I guess uh LionDesk keeps uh, keeps all of that data for you and and you can access it when you write a new blog, do you send it out to everybody as well? I do. Yep. Yep, I use Mailchimp for that. Okay. Yep. So I I have it set to where any new lead goes into LionDesk and it also goes into MailChimp. Ah, gotcha. And okay. I, I just like how MailChimp gives you – it looks better. Yep. Uh, the emails look better for the purpose of sending out new new blogs and stuff. So that's where I do that. Um, and, yeah, so everyone who, who becomes a lead goes on to my overall big email list and, and I'll drip on them over time with that too. And they're free to opt out whenever they want. Excellent, excellent. Well, this has been uh, a fascinating insight. I want to thank you for uh, for being out and proud and saying what you think about uh, about uh, you know Big Brother in the form of Zillow. Because I I, yep. <laughs> I I said to you before I press record, I spoke to quite a few agents and uh, and I couldn't um, you know nobody wanted to go on record. Everybody was scared. And uh, you've told it like it is, and I, I totally agree 100%. So thank you so much for sharing your insight. Congratulations on your, on your success, and I uh, look forward to keep me, keeping in touch. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it. Cheers. Thank, thanks, Dustin. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software, For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On Discount for Life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.